Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. I love starting the new year. Oh, heck, I love starting any time with a visit from astrologer and ambassador to conscious embodiment, Dr. Michael Lennox. And 2020, at least here in my world, is already off to a wild start. Michael's here to share some insight for the year ahead so that you can make the most of the huge shifts and opportunities for change, expansion, and yes, responsibility. So are you ready to meet him? Psychologist, astrologer, and dream expert Dr. Michael Lennox has been helping people have a deeper understanding of their unconscious mind for almost 25 years. In workshops, in the media, for private clientele, and online, Michael guides people through life's mysteries with a deep and profound wisdom delivered through a humorous and extemporaneous style that's become his trademark. You've seen Michael internationally on many television shows, his radio appearances, talking about the power of dreams and the impact of astrology, now number in the hundreds, I bet the zillions by now. He's the author of three books on dreams, Dream Sight, a dictionary and guide for interpreting any dream, Llewellyn's Complete Dream Dictionary, and The Little Book of Dreams. Dr. Lennox leads workshops and retreats all over the United States. He has a worldwide private practice that he's based in Southern California. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. Michael, welcome back to Out of the Fog. Yay! It's so great to be here. You read the whole bio. Well, I did. I mean, I might have left out some (laughs) things, but I mean, don't you feel like it's worth that weighty bio? Because you've... (laughs) Not just like a like pile up accomplishments. So I did this, then I did this. You've put in the time and the work and the love and the effort because you really do have that deep knowledge and care about people's spiritual paths. That's part of why I love you. And so, yeah, you get the whole bio, baby, when you come on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it is true. I have devoted my life to this, and I'm old enough to be able to say that. Right. See, and you and I are now proper grown-ups, right? Nobody can say we're not adults at this point right. in our lives. And so you get the whole bio. So as we sit down to do this now, we're just coming into the new year. Uh, in even the first few days of the new year, I have had personal, professional, mechanical upheaval. I think the high point or low point was when the dryer finally broke after like car accidents and all kinds of things fritzing out and shorting out. And there was a time where my wife and my oldest son and I just stood in the basement next to the broken dryer and sobbed in each other's arms. And so here's what I need to ask. Should I just go back to bed and try again later? What's what's Listen, up? If you made it through like the second week in January, you're going to be okay. And here we are at the third. So, yeah, you're going to be okay. But it was really interesting to watch the 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 incredible number of astrological cycles that were all sort of perfect storming as the year turned. The turn of the year is big enough as it is for us in terms of considering where we are, you know, in our journeys and what we're going to accomplish for the year ahead. But we also had eclipse season, which is a really bumpy time and an intensification of everything that we experience. Like just like any new moon, full moon, lunar cycle, the eclipse moment 
raises the stakes and makes the energy much, much more intense. And then we had the first meeting of Pluto and Saturn, the big powerhouse planets of the, that are marking the entire year of 2020 as a year of change, transformation, courtesy of Pluto, and karmic responsibility, courtesy of Saturn. In fact, in those first few days of the year when you were having your little washer-dryer challenges, I was on the phone with some of my astrological colleagues just tackling, watching the war starts and, and, and continents burning as the astrology was indicating to us all along was going to happen, that there was going to be an acceleration of chaos and craziness on the planet that would have a peak in the first month of the year that was also going to have big waves of after effect uh, after effect during the entire calendar year of 2020. And so you can count on this entire year to be the biggest year of change and transformation, that's Pluto, and karmic responsibility and structure and lessons and delays and, 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 and you know, things we have to bump up against coming together in a perfect storm. And then we've got Jupiter, the planet of expansion, waving through the sign of Capricorn as well. And he brings good things and yummy stuff, but he also makes everything over the top. So it's going to be quite a year. Uh, And it's already begun in earnest. So as, as I, like in the simplest way, when I look at prediction of this kind, you can 2020 good year or bad year and see what I hear you saying is 2020 year of richness and challenge and growth and change and darn it increasing personal responsibility because if I've got karmic stuff to clear up I've got to clean it up and if the dryer breaks I got to figure out how to jump online and learn how to repair my own dryer and when my son's in in a car accident he's fine everybody's fine but it's got now repercussions for the family I need to be able to show up to that in the most uh, present way that I can. So maybe I can't go back to bed right about now. Right. Right. Maybe any of the ways you might have said, oh, I'll handle that tomorrow. Like there's no, there's no uh, 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 Scarlet uh, 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 O'Hara <laughs> available. <laughs> I'll think about that tomorrow because Saturn's in the house. There's no room for uh, uh, being casual or passive about the enormous amount of change and responsibility. Um, you're absolutely right. I love your examples because the, the Pluto piece is the drive broke. The Pluto piece is, oh, the car accident. That's the change piece. Saturn is the one who says, oh, there's a lesson in this for you. It's not just that things are changing and breaking down and, and scary and chaotic. There's lessons for us in this. And that's why I think the year has a, a richness to it, because you and I are people who are devoted to doing it ourselves, but also helping others have a more conscious experience of how we're moving through our lives. And that is certainly something that uh, uh, if, we, if, if we're not moving through this year with, with our eyes open and some conscious awareness, we're just going to suffer. It's like, you know, what are you going to do in the scope of, you know, all of the stuff that's happening in 2020? Are you going to turn on the news again? Or are you going to sit down and do the thing that brings you joy and peace? Huh. 
You so you've said that that January as we get through January, so January's chaos and upheaval. Are there? Please say yes. Are there times <laughs> after January where things might slow down a little bit, where we all get kittens or something? Yeah. What I'll say is this: that the the big thrust of energy that happens when two planets meet up at the same space uh, at the same time, that only happened in January. And it's even in the past already, right? So if you like, if that's the joke I made at the top of our time together, if you made it through the first two weeks of January, you're going to be fine, though you may be playing out some of the dynamic and stuff that's going on all year long. Like, you could see what happened in politics in January, but mm-hmm. it's still an entire election year ahead. So this is a perfect symbolic expression of the energy. The election doesn't happen till the end of 2020, but things got heated up like crazy in the political climate in December and January. And so if you think of that intensity and the rising up of that peak of energy uh, uh, in politics in January and the idea that we have to slog through an election year, we are all having the same energetic experience within our own lives. Although for you, it might not be who's in the White House. It might be what's in the pantry. Mm hmm. Right. But it's still a, a story of things are heating up and accelerating changes occurring. And we're a little bit frightened if we let ourselves be. Um, so I get the question. The question is, like, is there any good news in there? Well, yeah, there's good news. Pluto uh, is going to be joined by Jupiter. Jupiter brings expansion and abundance and prosperity. So that thread is in there. Some people are going to be well-oriented towards receiving the benefit that Jupiter, the the bounty bringer, uh, has to offer us. So the thread is in there. The question is sort of going to be like, how are you moving through the rhythm between moments when you're feeling aspirational and abundant (laughs) and the other side of the wheel when we're you know at the bottom of the wheel and slogging through a lesson or a challenge or a death or a loss or how how we do relate to the news when we turn it on and can't turn it off there's a couple of peak months i can sort of let you know that early april late june and mid november are the waves of the jupiter energy jupiter and pluto coming together in those peaks of months so Late May, early April, going to be big rising up of energy. Some people will benefit from the Jupiter perspective of there being lots of possibility, expansion, and abundance. And some people are going to receive the Pluto end of the stick a little bit and, and have lots of change and death experiences. When I say death, I don't mean that literal dying, although that's included. Um, but change and transformation. So it, the mix is the mix is in there for everybody to have, you know, lots of experiences of of all sorts. It all comes down to consciousness. You know this. We're working with your clients. What are you seeing with people who are in a world that has gone mad, <laughs> and the experience that they're having trying to grapple with that? Well, the different. I think the different kind of 
experiences they're having is is based on who they are and who they're learning to be because that's when the right when the dryer breaks for example for me when the dryer breaks i can stand there and sob and then walk away and never dry clothes again and decide i can never have dry clothes again or i can stand there and sob and then go upstairs and fix a cup of tea and figure out how in the world am i going to fix this dryer what are the resources i have what are the tools and so as i'm talking to my clients i'm hearing people say and this has already come up even as we're just at the, the beginning of the year i'm hearing people say i thought it would always be like this whatever that is, the job, the relationship. And now I'm realizing it doesn't always have to be like this. So how I am in my physical body, how I am in my emotional life, how I'm in my spiritual practice, wait a minute, it doesn't always have to be like this. And so for me, listening to what you're saying, Michael, I'm kind of folding that back into what you're saying about how there's there's the Jupiter and there's the Pluto there's the here comes the end of something and how you will you be resourceful and receive what might be a rather over-the-top new beginning absolutely it is all about in fact then the consciousness that you apply to the experience in the spirit of it does not always have to be this way what it takes to make that change and transformation is courage fortitude and willingness to surrender to something scary and Pluto invented that uh-huh. Pluto is how we are comfortable with death and change, right? So I look at Pluto's movement and I say, bring it, because I've devoted my life to self-transformation. I'm not afraid of the abyss. I'm not afraid of those moments when it's terrifying to be a human. And so in a moment where Pluto is doing something rich in the atmosphere above, increasing the capacity for change to occur, that is a resource to say to someone who is having that thought, oh, it doesn't have to be this way. Well, guess what, kids? You're lucky. The solar system is allowing you to change anything you want different. But in order to do that, you might have to be comfortable letting something change all the way to a death and rebirth level. That's what yeah. Pluto brings. He says, yes, we'll change anything you want, but... but be careful of what you ask for, because if you want a relationship pattern to change or another difficult you know, way you're operating in the world to shift and change, you're going to have to surrender. And people are not always so willing. Well, and, it, and it asks us to pay attention, and that's really important. Yeah. I can't just go, oh, I've gotten, I've received an interesting astrological prediction. I guess I'll just let that play out. No, pay attention, show up, be yeah. present, be present for the things that scare you just as you are present for the things that you love. Be present for change and abundance and growth, just as you're present for the closing of doors of things that are going away. You got to, one of the reasons right. I love talking to you about this stuff is because you're really clear about, hey, you got to show up for your life. Well, and one of the things that astrology tells us is when to pay attention and what to pay attention to. So as an example, here we are in sort of the last couple of you know, bits of January, and the big imprint of Pluto and Saturn coming together on January 12th with the eclipse that was two days before it. I mean, that was what made those weeks so crazy. But that... Un, that unfolding of time, sort of say, Jan, well, say the top of the year to the 15th of the month, that period of time is going to give you all the information you need to know what the rest of the year is going to feel like. 
This is sometimes something that I'll say to someone in a reading. I might say, for example, if if I was reading the world and this was a session and you were the world and I was giving you your reading, I'd be like, I don't know what's going to happen in 2020, but once you get through the first few weeks of January, you're going to have all the information to understand what are the themes, what are the areas in your life that are calling for change, what's breaking down, what's what's demanding your discipline and responsibility. It will have already started. So your guidance to pay attention applies very directly to all of your listeners right now. Look back at the first three weeks of of January, examine it for what it included thematically and in your life consciousness and understand that those are the arenas that the rest of the year's material will be dwelling in. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Dr. Michael Lennox. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. So all of this upheaval and change and growth and choice and being present for it, maybe this is a silly question. I don't know. See what you think. What is this in service of? I have felt over, especially like the last three years, I guess, like we are being kind of pulled toward a time where we can't get away with just phoning it in. We're not going to be able to get away with half truth or dishonesty where now is the time for good people to pay attention, stand up, get your stuff together. Even if you weren't able to get completely get your clothes dry or you don't have a working car right now, get it together, pay attention and show up. So what are all these changes in the service of, if you know what I mean? I think one of the most difficult things about being a human being is cognitive dissonance. The idea of the presence of two completely contradictory notions at the same time. And yet, that's what life and consciousness itself is. Sometimes we call that ones and zeros for, for, for binary code that creates a whole digital landscape. A one is not a zero and a zero is not a one, but you push them together and you have digital creation. Um, same thing in, 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 in the womb. The egg has no spermness in it, and the sperm has no eggness in it. But when you push them together, there's an explosion of zinc, and consciousness suddenly pops into existence in that form. That's a classic cognitive dissonance. No, no connection between egg and sperm. But once they join, bliss and ecstasy happens in a kind of explosion. So this replicates out in the world in everything, day, night, up, down, one, zero, Republican, Democrat, <laughs> us, them, you know, all of these ways that we are feeling torn and separated. Our job as conscious truth knowers is to be big enough in our consciousness to contain both sides without having one capitulate to the other. You hear this all the time on sort of the left-leaning politics place, which is, you know, we'll have peace when your side agrees with our side, Um, which is, there's a word for that. It's, the word is war. Yeah. (laughs) That's war. So you can be gentle about it and quiet about it, and you can say, yeah, but caring for people is more important than not caring for people. But at the end of the day, separation you know, across the, the, the barriers of, of difference is what we can't do. We are not good at doing it. 
Even looking out at the world, like looking out at the chaos of enmity in the world and war in the world, I see people accelerating in their fear that something's going to happen, that we're going to explode in a destruction event like World War Three and nuclear, you know, annihilation of the planet. But that's not what consciousness does. What consciousness does is constantly pit cognitive dissonance of against each other that that's like there can be no explosion end game because the conscious being lives and breathes this disconnect this disparate cognitive dissonance so there can be no one side wins the war and explodes the other side out of existence what there can be forever and ever and ever is conflict hmm where we feel separate and pulled because I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me. And what happens on the spiritual path is we get woken up to the truth that this is all an illusion and that we are all connected in one. And that when we know that and learn that, we can start having new conversations out in the world that allow us to somehow bridge the gap between the divide, whether that divide is Republicans and Democrats out there in, you know, the exterior world or the interior world of your head and your heart in a war with each other, that what you're thinking and what you're feeling is incompatible and you suffer. That's no different than politics out there. And every human being on the planet is going through their own divide. Mm -hmm. And as each individual heals the divide within them, there will be more people on the planet not so divided, and that's when we'll begin to see peace. Yeah. And this wiggle room or no wiggle room that you talk about is how we do that, how we do that at an individual level. And that's what you and I are devoted to, helping other people do that at the individual level so that there can be a collective rising up of consciousness uh, as more people heal themselves from these great divides inside them. <laughs> I have known and loved you for a long time, and you have recently added the words conscious embodiment, being an ambassador to conscious embodiment. Is what you just spoke into, is that part of what you mean by conscious embodiment? I think of our, I think of incarnation as a paradox. I am limitless and limited. I am mortal, and yet I am immortal. I can write, everything is open to me, and my dryer doesn't work. I, as I, right, as I, as I yes. see that there. Yes. Conscious embodiment says, I'm in my body. Where is my body? My body is in the pantry. What's happening in the pantry? The dryer is broken. What else is happening in the pantry? I am God. <laughs> right? I am God having a laundry experience. <laughs> it's not one or the other. I know people who are, air quotes, on the spiritual path that the minute the dryer broke down, the shit would hit the fan and that would be the end of their serenity for the day. Now, I'm not saying you don't get to have angry feelings or frustrations. I mean, I like to say I'm free of wound, but I still have a personality. <laughs> I am very botherable, right? Deeply spiritual dude with a really strong and powerful spiritual practice. And I still have edges and offend people and hurt feelings all the time. But I can stand in the pantry in front of the broken dryer and still know that I am God.
But isn't that part, isn't that part of paying attention? And I know we're just about out of time, yes. but isn't that part of paying attention that yes, I in fact, can, that's, yes. right? Because there's evidence to both in every moment. Your, the reason I chose conscious embodiment as, I, as my kind of you know, branding moniker is because physically embodied is something that's so uh, uh, key to my day-to-day serenity that comes up out of my practice, that I, I breathe more consciously than I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And when I say breathe more consciously, I mean like I go to my chiropractor and he says breathe in and he's breathing in with me because he's about to adjust me and he has to wait an extra four seconds because my breath is so enormous. Mm. Right? So, so the conscious embodiment is about treating my breath sacredly, treating my body sacredly. So when the dryer does break down or the car accident comes, I'm able to move back into my humanity side, the physical body embodiment and say, I can be with this, even though it's not what I prefer. Mm. Now we have one minute left. You know you're coming back on the show. But for right now, we have one minute left. What do you want the listeners to know about 2020? Because now they've heard all this stuff, the abundant stuff and the kind of scary stuff. What do you want them to know? Let me leave your 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 listeners with this. There's a gorgeous thread in the middle of 2020, which is an interaction between the planet Jupiter and the planet Neptune in a 60-degree relationship. They're going to hit this three times, February, July, and October, and because of retrograde motion. And those, those will be the peaks of this, but we'll feel it all year long. Jupiter is our experience of abundance, prosperity, good fortune, and joy. Neptune is our experience of divine consciousness, spiritual truths, and a spiritual practice. 60-degree relationship is productive and effective. That means these two planets are working together, and everyone who has any kind of a spiritual practice is going to touch this energy with every intentional breath they take, with every practice they put in, no matter what kind of practice someone is drawn to, that thread will allow all of our practices to go deeper, to lift us up more, to carry us through. And it's putting money in the bank of your spiritual practice that allows you to have the grace that we're talking about that is available even when things happen in a way that you wish hadn't. It's in there. Michael, thank you so much for your insight and for being on the show. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. That is Dr. Michael Lennox. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. Michael teaches and offers subscription options, and you can have a private session with him. There's all kinds of stuff there, michaellennox.com. You're always welcome over at karenhigger.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and book a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. <laughs>